Constructive Voices, the podcast for the construction people with news, views and expert interviews. Hi, I'm Steve Randall and welcome to the first of four special episodes of Constructive Voices featuring a huge array of people that we spoke to at the Footprint Plus event on Brighton's south coast last week. A big thank you to everyone that took the time to speak to us. If you're not in this episode, please listen out for the next three with so many great perspectives to share. We have a lot to bring you. Thanks also to the Footprint Plus team for inviting us to be a media partner at their superb event and for making us feel so welcome. Constructive Voices media partner in Ireland and the United Kingdom is Construction Industry News. Since 2002, Construction Industry News has been focused on the very latest projects and developments within the UK and Ireland. So we're live at the Footprint Plus event on the Hove lawns on the Brighton and Hove seafront of the south coast of the UK. I'm Steve Randall and with me in person is Pete the Builder. Peter Finn, how are you? Hey Steve, how are you? Uh, very excited to be here now in, in Brighton and Hove. It's uh, such a lovely place and what a, what a great event we're at here today. Absolutely. Now, people who have been listening to the podcast, thousands of them every month, uh, will know how excited you've been about coming to this event. And I mean, there are hundreds of exhibitors here, an incredible array of speakers, and a lot of people very hungry to find out what the future is for the construction industry in terms of uh, our move towards carbon net zero. Absolutely, Steve. And like when we were first coming here and talking about it, we kind of felt that this would be the perfect melting pot of, you know, people thinking along the same lines and uh, people with the same goal uh, in the, in their heads and without the shadow of a doubt that's exactly what we've got here we've got so many uh, professionals we've got so many people from different areas and different facets of construction and of the obviously the sustainability uh, sector so you know it's fantastic to be here you can really feel the buzz in the crowd you can hear it in the background here so many things happening uh, three different stages and uh, lots of different points of views and lots of different different information being shared it's brilliant brilliant well i think the the breadth of the people here in terms of everything from obviously developers and people involved in infrastructure uh, but local authorities people who are involved in finance in insurance in the legal side of things that's what makes it so special isn't it because everybody is is on the same page with this frankly yeah without the shadow of a doubt and it covers all angles as well it's not just like you know um thinking about the, the big scale or the small scale of construction it's actually it's, it's, it's talking about every aspect what every level pretty much every material is being taught about so that's what I really like about it it's it's a very open minded uh, event here a lot of people here sharing their their interests sharing their knowledge sharing the information that they've and the research that they've put into this subject so it's 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 really good stuff and um Without a shadow of a doubt, we're going to be here capturing some of that uh, atmosphere and, and capturing some of that knowledge as well. Yeah, well, what I think is really exciting is that even when you're talking about things that don't seem to be um, of, of immediate relevance to somebody who's maybe a jobbing builder on site somewhere, actually, when you dig down, even the big sort of energy projects where you're talking about how we're going to change from the energy system that we know at the moment to the energy system of the future, all of that is going to matter because the guy or the girl who's installing the stuff in a new house build, for example, is going to potentially be working with slightly different materials or slightly different systems in the not too distant future. So right from the from the sort of top level executives and the people sort of looking at that high end infrastructure, right down to everybody, the apprentice starting out their career in construction, they need to know this stuff. Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt, it's it's 
it's really uh, uh, we, we've often talked about this Stephen I, I kind of have said that we've gone from the talking stage of sustainability into the action stage now we're at the very early uh, steps in that process and I think a couple of the people uh, you know have mentioned that to us today already and I'm sure we're going to hear a lot more of other people that we're, we're definitely starting to see some action but events like this are what puts the momentum behind the next steps and the the proactive uh, part of, of, of what we need to do here in, in this whole battle to get to uh, carbon net zero so you know very exciting day um, can't wait to get out there and talk to people and, and, and hear all the different things that all these people here have got to share brilliant well Pete go and, go and find some people I can, I can tell you champing at the bit to do that this is Constructive Voices hi my name's Emily Day I'm uh, one of the uh, founders of Footprint and I also organise the conference here I think it's going really well um, getting lots of positive feedback from people there's loads of uh, fantastic conference sessions which are really drawing a lot of people to listen to the speakers that we've gathered here uh, and other than that, there's just great networking going on all around the show, everywhere you look, people having conversations. So that was what it was meant to do, and I think it's delivering. Well, I can second that. Absolutely, it is delivering. Um, the amount of people that are networking just literally in front of my eyes here is, is great to see. Um, so many similar-minded people with a similar focus as well, together under one roof. It's a very unique situation, and uh, congratulations on on everything that you and, and the other founders have done. So what's the next step and, and, and what, do, what do you see coming from an event like uh, Footprint Plus? Well, I suppose the, um, the event itself is intended to bring people together to share knowledge and through that knowledge sharing, able to approach projects with uh, new initiatives, new, new ideas in mind. Um, it's a, a slow-changing industry. It's not going to change things overnight, but I can really see the opportunities opening up um, and the people learning about what other people are doing and everybody sort of uh, puts that into the mix and we come up with a better uh, outcome overall for our property industry. Yeah, so we've interviewed quite a few people here today and I can absolutely resonate with what you just said there. So many people have said that uh, the conversations that they've opened up, they've learned from speaking to, to people, other people within the industry um, and they were able to, to get their point of view across as well. So absolutely a, a resounding success from that point of view. What is the next step for Footprint Plus? What, what do you see coming from the event in terms of, I presume we'll be going again next year, and you know, is there anything else that you have on the horizon? Yeah, absolutely. This is going to be an annual event. This is the first one, but it's gone really well, and so we'll be doing it again next year. We've got some ideas about some more of our um, seminar and uh, and other outreach work that we can be doing. Um, we have a sort of a mid, mid-year mid event that we're planning as well, but uh, we'll be launching that soon, so not too much news on that. But I think just really um, hosting some of the content that we've had even from the show here on our website so that it's uh, available long term um, for people to refer back to um, and find contacts and, and sort of a website based network for what we're talking about. Yeah, absolutely. So in Constructive, Constructive Voices, we do that a lot. We, we give people a platform to talk. We've had so many exciting uh, discussions here today. Would you be saying to people to get in contact with you if, you're, if they're listening and, and they're interested in coming to another one of your events? Should they, should they touch base and, and how can they do so? Of course they can do that. I mean, our website's a, a resource with lots of uh, lots of different companies um, promoting what they do, uh, and they can always look at the, the website for, for what's coming up next um, or contact us direct. 
Excellent stuff. Thank you very much for your, your time, Emily. You're a busy woman here today. I'll let you get back to it. Thank you. Constructive Voices, live at Footprint Plus. So I'm Greg Clark, and I'm chair of the Connected Places Catapult and the UK Cities Climate Investment Commission. Fantastic. Now, you've been uh, giving a keynote speech today about zero carbon cities, the urban transition. Um, how important is the role of our cities in our drive towards net zero? Well, it's absolutely essential because cities are where the concentrations of our people, our jobs, our infrastructure and our built environment are. And as a consequence, cities are the places that emit the most carbon. So there's no zero carbon transition without an urban transition. And in particular, that means the uh, net zero pathway for the built environment, which this event is all about, and of course our mobility systems as well. 50% of the carbon that we need to, to take out of our cities is embedded in our built environment. And I mean, we're here in beautiful Hove, um, Brighton, lovely place, lots of old buildings, though that's very much the case across UK and much of Europe, I mean, different in some parts of the world. But uh, that, that presents a huge challenge, doesn't it, with all of these older buildings that are going to need to be brought up to spec. Uh, that's right, and there's two or three different challenges involved in those buildings. So on the one hand, how do you retrofit old buildings to make them more energy efficient and to introduce a new energy system into them, and in many cases a new waste system as well? On the other hand, how do you respect the embedded carbon that's already within those buildings and think of a way not to, as it were, simply create the need to embed more carbon, and then thirdly, how do you transition towards buildings that will in the end be carbon positive because you'll introduce materials that are able to capture and, and store carbon at the same time? So there's three different challenges there. They're all potentially expensive. So you have to have a model that recognizes the, um, you know, the increase in the value and the long-term durability, sustainability and adaptability of buildings that do that. Um, and it's, it's, only, it's only feasible to make the investment if you have a long-term perspective. Now, just to pick one of those uh, solutions there, the challenges and the solutions, uh, the, the idea of um, capturing carbon, I mean, that, that's such a big topic of conversation in many industries at the moment. H how do you see cities playing their role there? What can be done so that the buildings that we have in cities are actually part of the solution? Yes, well, there's lots of ways in which our mobility systems in cities can now capture carbon, and that's going to be very important in terms of, uh, let's put it this way, the, the circular economy of energy, that will be very important. But in our buildings, it's about moving towards much greater use of materials, the obvious one of which is timber, of course, where we have now uh, new timbers that are able to capture much more carbon uh, than in the past and to store it. That's very helpful. We are moving, of course, towards buildings operating on a battery basis and being uh, the hubs of big battery networks, and that will enable them to capture and store carbon as well as to use energy more efficiently. And we're moving to towards, I think, a system where we'll be able to do much more carbon capture through the way in which our waste systems work, which are embedded in our buildings. So there's lots to do there. The technology is rapidly evolving, more or less at the speed of light. And so the key thing at the moment is really to accept that the business model for buildings is changing and that we're going to have to constantly reinvest in the technologies to make this work.
And you had a very attentive group of people listening to your keynote speech. How, how do you find the conversations with those in the construction industry in particular, but also town planners, people like that, when you're talking about this and talking about new ways of building, new materials that are being used? Are they very open, very receptive to that? Well, they're totally open and receptive because I think they see the future. They also know that this is inevitable. This is our, our, all of our destiny. But what I think they want are three things. They want, firstly, a level playing field so that we don't have you know, large numbers of innovators and, on the other hand, large numbers of free riders. Secondly, they want um, government policy and regulation to be supportive of the acceleration of the transition. And thirdly, they want those new financial models to emerge so that bankers, investors and others understand that the returns that you get um, from real estate investment are now not just, uh, as it were, quick financial returns, but it's much more about the longer term residual value that you're creating in having sustainable and resilient buildings. And finally, your, your sort of overriding uh, viewpoint of Footprint Plus, the success? I think it's been a massive success. I think the, the, uh, uh, the dynamic here in the room, the, the attitude, the desire of people to meet each other, to talk, to share lessons. This is a, an accelerator of innovation, right? It's a, you know, it reminds us that face-to-face -face and face-to-place conversation is actually the thing that accelerates innovation. And uh, I take my hat off to the organizers. Brilliant. Where can people find out more about you and what you do? Well, the best, the best way to find out about what I'm up to is to connect with the Connected Places Catapult, which is the UK's National Innovation Accelerator for Cities, Transport and Place Leadership. I'm the chair of that organisation. You can find out everything that we're doing there. This is Constructive Voices. So I'm Tom Holbrow. I'm the Business Development Director for MACE Construction. Uh, MACE are one of the uh, larger main contracting organisations across the UK, built some significant buildings. Um, so, uh, yeah, I look after the business development function uh, in terms of um, identifying new projects uh, for us to, to get involved with and building, um, building complex supply chains to help deliver those schemes. Excellent stuff. It's great to hear that one of the big players in the industry is here because it shows you care and uh, also shows that you're thinking into the future and, and the way we are going in construction because let's be honest, sustainability is what's coming down the pipeline. It, ha it has to happen. Um, is it fair to say that we may have moved from, let's say, the talking phase of sustainability into some seeing some action, maybe not as much action as we want to see, but we're, we're moving in that direction? Yeah, I think uh, that, that's very much the case. So a lot of the work that I get involved with is public sector projects, um, so it's, it's very much mandated and driven there. I think uh, moving from sustainability into the net zero carbon agenda and now moving through to ESG, uh, the ESG agenda, you know, this stuff isn't going away. Um, and, and unlike maybe in the private sector where sometimes this is seen as optional in the public sector, it's very much mandated. Um, so I'm here really to, to improve my learning, uh, see what capabilities are out there in terms of the supply chain, the peer group, the consultants, the designers, uh, many of whom are here today, and just immerse myself in that world a little bit more so that I can talk with confidence to our clients when I'm pursuing projects uh, and, and align myself with what those key drivers are. Yeah, excellent stuff. I suppose that's the good thing about coming to an event like Footprint Plus. You get to get into a room or into a tent as we, as we are here today uh, with so many people who are like-minded, so many people who have got uh, so much information and, and have done so much 
uh, research into this subject, but also have uh, construction as the foremost reason why they're here today. So I suppose, would you mind saying what you, what you hope to gain? You've kind of touched on it there, what you hope to gain. And, you know, is there anyone in particular here that you'd like to listen to today? Yeah, well, certainly uh, the voice of the client. So uh, very interested where we're seeing that um, in this organisation um, with it with Footprint Plus, but um, but also real life examples. So um, I think you know, in, in, in almost in answer to your previous question, yeah, there are real life things that are happening now. Uh, there's there's a lot of key drivers um, within the industry at the moment, well, within society in terms of energy. You know the cost of energy. Uh, you know it's a pretty volatile market out there at the moment. So understanding how other organisations are dealing with that as well, uh, without losing sight of um, the sustainability, net zero carbon, and ESG agenda. Um, but 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 how are they actually implementing that uh, on real projects with real customers, and uh, what lessons le- can we learn from that? Um, but also, you know, we're, as Mace, you know, we're a market leader. We're doing our own. Uh, activities in, in, in that environment. So it's also sharing those real life examples of the things that we're doing with the other people that are here. Excellent stuff. And uh, final question, is there anything that you think could be done at maybe at a government level or at any level that you think would help people like yourself on the ground, like working in, in live projects? Um, anything that you feel is maybe there's a void or is it something that's missing uh, in the industry at this moment in time to help us all move in the right direction? I think the government um, and the public sector in particular are doing an awful lot in this space anyway. The construction playbook came out um, recently, uh, which helped drive this agenda forward, along with many other things. Um, As always, um, in terms of construction and and building projects, uh, what we look for is is a longer-term environment to be able to plan and invest in these things. So um, uh, they're they're getting there, the, the, the government, in producing pipelines of work and providing certainty. Uh, as much as they can do around forthcoming projects with, with, with greater insight into what's coming through, what those trends are, where those investments are, um, albeit in a currently very challenging environment, that allows us to organise ourselves around those agendas. So, so as long as that improvement keeps happening, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll be OK. Great stuff, Tom. Thank you very much for your time and I hope you enjoy the rest of the day. Since April 2021, Constructive Voices has been engaging an audience across the construction industry through our podcasts. With at least two episodes every month, the podcast has attracted industry thought leaders on key topics including sustainability, technology, people and places. We talk about climate change, mental health, building technologies and materials, talent acquisition and development, diversity and inclusion, design techniques and trends, and much more. And now, now, the conversation's building. Constructive Voices is becoming a radio station, available worldwide online, providing a new platform for the construction industry to share best practice, new developments, the answers to the big questions, solutions to growing challenges. 24 hours a day, we'll share insightful, inspiring and innovative views from the best in the business, with even more voices and more topics more often. Constructive Voices Radio also enables trusted contributors to connect with our growing audience through branded content alongside our editorial features. Professionally produced Constructive Voices audio content gives your brand a new way to tell your story, share your insights and engage with the industry. 
Constructive Voices Radio will be a compelling mix of in-depth interviews, industry news segments, coverage of events, and the opportunity for industry professionals around the world to add their experience and views. Constructive Voices, the conversation's building. From the Footprint Plus event in Brighton, UK, to the global construction industry. This is Constructive Voices. I'm Katie Clements-Jackson from Max Fordham. Uh, I'm a senior engineer and sustainability consultant at Max Fordham, and I also head up the Net Zero Carbon Working Group. Excellent stuff. So we're here today in Footprint Plus. Obviously, uh, an awful lot of very similar-minded people here together under one roof, a lot of ideas a lot of uh, opportunity to network with people. So how are you finding that process so far and has it helped you educate yourself a bit more and, and have you had the opportunity to spread the, the knowledge that you have too? Yeah, I've been finding it really enjoyable. Um, I think there's a really good selection of people here and I think one of the really important things about something like a conference is you know, not just hearing what, because I'm a consultant, we know a lot about what consultants think about net zero carbon and sustainable buildings, but hearing that perspective from different people um, from developers or from um, insurers or from clients, like it's really helpful to understand different perspectives. Um, and I think this conference has provided a really good opportunity to chat to different people about that. Um, so I've really enjoyed that. Also, we, yeah, we, we hosted a networking event this morning that was, like, I think, was particularly helpful in bringing people together and talking about a lot of the topics that we're um, we're focusing on at the moment. Excellent stuff. So. Um, let's dive into some of those topics. So, so why don't you tell us a little bit more about what you do on a day-to-day basis? Yep. So um, day-to-day, I work on um, built environment projects uh, as a sustainability consultant, but also sometimes I do uh, mechanical and electrical engineering, uh, depending on the project. And uh, so we're kind of coming into that project very early stages and trying to figure out the best way of making it as sustainable as possible within all the constraints that we have. Uh, and then once we've decided what to target in terms of sustainability, it's about coming up with like practical solutions and methods of implementing that. So whether that's um, designing a low energy and low carbon heating system or working out ways to incorporate recycled materials into, um, into our building designs to make them lower carbon. Uh, it's all those different kind of things. Excellent stuff. And I, I found it really interesting about what you said about getting to meet people in different sort of areas and aspects of the construction whether developers uh, county councils you know as you said finance institutions there's so many different people here um, and I, I think the one thing that, that I'm starting to take out of today's uh, meetings with people is that that's what it takes it takes it takes people from all different sort of facets of construction and, and all different sectors within the construction industry to work together you can't have lone rangers going off doing their own thing you need everybody to work together is that is that fair to say i definitely agree with that and i think um what we've learned from a lot of the talks um happening today and happening yesterday in the toll conference is the the value of collaboration and communication so i feel like what I'm interested in hearing as the next step is sort of how to facilitate that. You know, how do we bring these people together? And something like this conference is a great opportunity. You know, what what can we then do next to develop all of these ideas and turn them into practical things? So yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. And just last question then. So what do you think should happen next from your own perspective? Is there something that you see? Is there a niche? Is there a topic that needs to be discussed? Is there is there you know a, a niche that needs to be scratched within the industry? Um, something that needs to be spoken about. It doesn't have to be too profound, but is there anything there that, you know, genuinely on a day-to-day you see? 
Well, I suppose I have a lot of ideas about these kind of things. Um, one of the ones that that came up in um, in one of the talks earlier, that uh, one of the networking events earlier, was an, the idea of um, trying to um, connect people who are getting rid of particular construction materials with people who are designing new projects. There's a need to match up the need for certain materials with... Uh, recycled materials and kind of at the moment it doesn't really feel like there's a forum for doing that um, but I've, I've just spoken with some companies or some individuals who are developing ways of trying to match these things up and it means that we can get um, reused materials on projects without having to break them down and kind of reconstruct them so that's that's one of the niches I'm aware of but I mean there's so many things you could talk about and that's just one that particularly jumped out um, from an earlier conversation. Yeah, I actually really like that idea. I, I'm a uh, construction contractor myself, building contractor, and you're dead right. Like, for years we would have, you know, dismantled building, buildings, de- demolished them, and literally thrown everything out. You know, for two reasons now. Obviously, sustainability, but also uh, the cost of construction at the moment. So why would you throw good materials out only to have to pay for more? And therefore, obviously, you know, it goes totally against what, we, you know, what you'd be doing in a, a sustainable ideology, you know. So um, thank you very much for your, your time, Katie. It was a pleasure to talk to you and uh, keep up all the good work. Same to you. Thank you. Constructive Voices. Hello. Hi, I am Tim and I am from Cubot. Okay. Now, I know uh, that you're not here alone. You're with Betty. Um, perhaps you should explain who Betty is. Um, so, yeah, Betty is our robot. Betty is the robot that's designed to insulate suspended timber floors. Ah, okay. Now, we love robots on Constructive Voices. We get very excited about it. Uh, Pete the Builder, who uh, is, is my, my co-presenter on the podcast, uh, you know, he's just beside himself. I think he thinks he's part cyborg. Okay. Uh, so, absolutely loves robots. Now, um, what does this one do specifically? Okay, so this robot is designed to fit into 200 mil or, or above uh, voids that, uh, that can't be insulated in any other method other than going in there and intrusively ripping up the floors. What we decided is that's too intrusive don't have to go for that so we create a hole in the floor that fits our robot Betty inside once Betty's inside she deploys a foam to the underside of the floor which I'm actually showing you now so you've seen it with your eyes ah, yeah, the listeners yeah. might have trouble with that but you've seen it okay um, but uh, yeah so once that foam is deployed that insulates the house instant warmer feet uh, improvement in EPC sap value and uh, you know less need for the heating Wow, I mean that's fantastic, and and how efficient is Betty at doing this in terms of the time it takes to do that versus the time it might take yep. uh, a human to do it? Good question, good question. So Betty can do, let's say, an average house in London about forty to fifty square meters. That's a day. Uh, big houses, hundred square meters plus, couple of days. Um, so as opposed to spending one or two weeks, you know, decamp- decanting the, 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 the clients or the residents, we don't do that. You can be next door on a team's call while we do this. Uh, so in, in, in answer to your question, it's like two weeks and maybe £10,000 versus a couple of days, slightly cheaper. And, you know, within 60 minutes, the material is dry and ready. And, you know, once we've left site, it's, it's done. No maintenance. Ready to go. Oh, and I bet people love this when it's being done as well. I mean, how, how I bet you take this on to a new build, for example, and I would imagine that all, all the builders are standing around thinking, wow, let's see what this robot can do. And I guess they're impressed. It, actually, that's a good point. But for me, it's more it's more when you get to the property, the actual, the, it seems to be the dads quite a lot. Or the, you know, they, they get, and once the, the engineers are in the floor, they're very interested. But it's not just the dads. You find the clients are interested. And it's, uh, the thing is with this, it, it's a very cool looking thing. It's a very dynamic looking thing. Thing, but on the other side, it really works. 
So even yourself and your, your colleague, people stop and they look and think, well, this is a, a nice, cool, quirky thing, but it's more than that. It's a working, functional product. So a lot, a lot of my day is saying to people, look, it's not just a, a fun toy. It's much more than that, you know? And I guess it's going to be used for new builds and retrofits. Um, it, so it's more for retrofit. With new builds, you'd assume that they put some kind of method in there when building a new property. We, of course we could, but you'd always assume you'd like to think that people building new properties would have a method in there. We're your Victorian, Edwardian, Georgian, post-war, mid-war, you know, that sort of property with drafty floorboards. Nan's house quite often as well. <laughs> and as you mentioned, I mean, in London, in, in places like Brighton as well, in fact, in every, U, certainly UK town and city, I mean, those, those sort of houses are, are, are very prevalent and they are the ones that need the work now. Yeah, yes, that's correct, yes. And it's funny because we've got a split, so we have the homeowner side of things, so your private resident homeowner, we've got councils that use us so a council might have a stock of 200 properties and then we have partners which I suppose you call a franchise model so I deal with the first two so partners and homeowners and really you know it, it's a quick turnaround if you were to call up we would probably get a survey for you before this time next week and then if the survey is successful because it's very important for us to make sure that the, the, the joists and the wood's not too moist if, if it's too moist it will rot it could have asbestos you know there could be so many issues with it so if, if it's anything above 20 uh, uh, percent moisture we don't install so we, we prep so my point is once we've done the survey if that survey's happened and it's successful within another couple of weeks it could be installed so within a working month we could have warmer feet and cheaper bills for you and what's your background? I mean, is your background in robotics? Me, myself? Good question. So I'm, funny, funny question. Uh, the, the, the role I had before was a similar role, so business development and, and, and client management, but I worked in HR. So I often joke that I, used, I spent seven years working with HR robots, right? <laughs> and now I'm working with actual robots. <laughs> That's a fair exchange. Don't tell my ex-colleagues that. <laughs> and I mean, let's hope you don't need ever to go back into the HR world no, no, because... I've, I've just completely, yeah. He didn't mean it. He didn't mean it, HR people. He loves you. And if you're an HR person who needs a robot to come and, <laughs> come and retrofit uh, insulation in your home, uh, he, he also loves you particularly. Thank you, Steve. There you go. Sorted. Thanks a lot, Tim. That's all right. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, where, where can people find out more? Oh, yes. Good, actually. Here's a plug. Thank you for that. We like a plug. So, um, all right. So, we've got... It's, the website is www q-bot like robot so q-bot.co so not co uk not com it's .co so www.q-bot.co and you can email sales at q-bot.co but all the contact details are also on the website or just google qbot q for quebec bot and we will come up oh you know people are going to be googling it to see the pictures and things uh, that's the thing please they do, will be tim do. thanks very much absolute pleasure thanks steve appreciate it constructive voices live at footprint plus now i have a couple of guys here from qed i'm ian waddingham i'm the managing director of qed structures and uh we are structure engineers who have offices in hove london and barcelona uh, and we are 30 strong as a practice we work on Lots of big structural projects. Uh, we do civil engineering as well. On that side of it, we work a lot in all different types of sectors, from housing to, to retail, commercial, sports and leisure, healthcare. Uh, we do a lot of modular buildings um, in light gauge steel. And um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much what we do. My name's Maida Carolyn. 
I'm a structural engineer and business development executive for QED. Great stuff, guys. So it's so exciting to be at an event like Footprint Plus here under one roof. It's a tent, but it is a roof. Uh, we have so many like-minded people. Um, and everybody here has also got construction at the forefront of their minds. So what's it like to be at an event like this and to get the opportunity to spread the good world about QED, but also about meeting similar-minded people? It's, it's fascinating and it's really, really good. Um, we obviously were here all day yesterday uh, and the footfall was absolutely fantastic. We met a lot of delegates that came through that were really interested in the sustainability side of things, which is what we're big and passionate about ourselves. Um, there's lots of seminars around. We hosted um, a modern methods of construction seminar, which was really well attended. Uh, went through lots of different aspects of, of how you can deal with things sustainably. Uh, with regards to um, modern methods and yeah we've, we've found it really really good um, venues really to be honest. I'm based in Hove currently. Okay. I'm originally from Madrid um, and I'm opening up offices in Leeds and Manchester within the next two to three months. Um, we'll be setting up new bases there opening up the northern region kind of growing our relationships and connections up north. Um, we currently work UK-wide, we do a lot of work within Europe and we do a lot of work overseas as well, so we've got projects in America, we've got, you know, we've done projects in Taiwan, India, Dubai. Um, we do a lot of work in Gibraltar currently um, and a lot of work in Spain with our offices in Barcelona. And yeah, we're just kind of doing, you know, growing and expanding um, as much as we can really and coming to events like this and getting to know loads of people that work locally and work nationally and internationally it's absolutely amazing to get to see how you know we can all come together and approach the sustainability and create a cleaner future for everyone absolutely and there was a recent uh, new york times article now they can't all be believed but it actually said that the uk in particular was one of the main companies that are actually on target to meet their their the targets that were set for uh 2050 um, would you agree with that or, you know, having a company that, that works worldwide, are we ahead or are we behind in the British Isles or, you know, what's your general experience on that? I think in the UK you can definitely see a massive push for sustainability in events like this, you know, um, it's constantly being at the forefront of all the designs that we're doing and we can see more policies coming into place with government with regards to kind of the sustainability of the buildings and we can see a massive push industry-wide so currently there's just in every discipline so architects contractors engineers like us um, you know builders everyone kind of seems to be pushing towards that sustainability which does seem to make you know kind of a net zero by 2050 future possible however there's still loads of work to be done um, and that's how events like this kind of make us come together and have those conversations on how we can actually improve to make sure that it is happening. But you can definitely see around loads of companies that have already achieved that, loads of companies that are, you know, net zero, climate positive, um, and it's super important that we all continue to push that and we all share our experiences and our knowledge just so we can make sure that we're all achieving that together. Excellent stuff. A lot done, more to do, but there's a huge awareness and there's certainly action being taken now. And it's really about getting momentum, I suppose, into, into that action. Ian, you mentioned there about modular building. It's something I, I would have a huge interest in myself as well. Would you like to develop that a little bit more? And any other aspects of QED that you think is worth discussing? Uh, yeah, I mean, we've been doing modular um, buildings for a few years now. Um, you know, we're quite well known within the industry. We work with a lot of uh, modular companies, house builders. 
helping them develop and do a lot of uh, research and development for them on, on the structures themselves just to make them more efficient, uh, you know, easier to build, easier to transport. Looking at different ways as well, I think people tend to think of modular as being very one-stop shop with regards to its shape. You know, it's, it's a rectangular box and that's all you can do. But I think you can go, go outside of that and you can actually create something that's actually quite nice aesthetically as well. And it's just about looking at that aspect early on within the design phase. So get everybody around the table, the architects, the engineers, the, the developer, whoever needs to be there. And just, you know, brainstorm, look at it, work together collaboratively and just try to get something that's maybe a little bit different, but still as part of that sort of modular sort of concept. Excellent stuff. Listen, it was a pleasure to talk to you both. I uh, really appreciate your time and hope you enjoy the rest of the day. Thank you very Thank much. You. Thank you. Take care. This is Constructive Voices. I'm uh, Richard Holsey and I'm a director at the Energy Systems Catapult. Now, Richard, uh, you've already been on stage here today at Footprint Plus. How did it go? Yeah, it was really great, really uh, nice to be talking about uh, the, the, yeah, the future of our energy system, uh, the kind of shared views around how we can get to net zero and, and getting the different perspectives of, of kind of different organisations and, and to be in a kind of real-world live audience. And, of course, the energy system is a huge part of our drive to net carbon zero. Uh, without sorting that side of things out, we're never going to achieve the targets that we need to achieve. Um, and, and you're working with various partners to make that happen aren't you yeah so we're involved in a wide range of projects not only just thinking about the the energy system that we have today the energy system that we might need in the future but also how we can create smarter more responsive and also more consumer centric uh, energy systems working really closely with local authorities with central government with the regulator um, with a wide range of, of businesses and organizations that are you know, kind of developing solutions as well to the problem which we we think is really important I think um, we feel that all of those different organizations have such an important part, part to play and what I was talking about today was the, the role of, of local area energy planning as a, as a mechanism for enabling organisations to come together and to develop really clear, credible plans for how we get to, to net carbon zero. So obviously we're used to how the energy system works at the moment. We have the national grid. Uh, you know, everybody's familiar with the current energy crisis and all the challenges that we have, although you know, maybe we're in a slightly better position in many respects from, from Europe, for example. But... How different will the energy system be in the future to how we know it at, at the moment? Yeah, I mean, I, I, that's a really, really great question. I think um, there are some things that we, we uh, enjoy the, the benefits of that we will continue to enjoy the benefits of. You know, a lot of the energy system is hidden from us. You know, the, uh, the pipes and wires in the ground that we, we see, the, the lights that come on when we press the switch. I think um, we, we will continue to see that kind of uh, hidden infrastructure that delivers the, the kind of services that we need to go about our lives. Um, what I do think, though, is I, I think it will it will become more more prevalent for us as, as individuals, for householders, the levels of interventions that we might need to make will become uh, more, more, more involved, more, more, more visible. They will require us to actively make decisions that we haven't had to in the past, which I, is why I think it's so important that we do, you know, businesses develop solutions that, that appeal to the things that we want and that we value and that we need, and, and that we ensure that we design solutions that are people-centric, that they, they work effectively for people. And also we respect the fact that in some instances people don't want to see things. They just want the lights to come on. They want something that ensures that they're warm and comfortable in home or their workplace. They want to be able to get from A to B quickly and efficiently. So I, I think part of the challenge now is enabling the system to evolve and change um, in a way that, that meets our needs, responds to changing needs, but, but is, 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 is not visible when it shouldn't be visible. And what part exactly does your business 
play in that? How is that driving that forward? Yes, yeah, so the Catapult, you know, we're one of a network of innovation agencies. We uh, work very closely with government, with academia, with industry to try and develop, research, uh, new solutions. We try and identify new new market opportunities, uh, changes to regulation, changes to policy that are needed to help drive transformation of the energy system. You know, one of the key parts of what we do is help uh, small businesses with with ideas, with innovations, to to help to, to to develop those, to test those, to try and bring them and accelerate them into market where we think they can can add value. You know, we we bring together multidisciplinary skills, and we, and we also try and work very closely with our academic research partners to help move forward their research ideas in, into reality. And a lot of this is about infrastructure, but coming down a level, I mean, you mentioned homeowners, for example. The, the, the people in the middle are those who are building homes, and many of our, our listeners are in the home building, uh, in the home building world. Um, how different do you think things are going to be in terms of the sort of systems they're going to need to understand that they need, need to, go to, to be installing in homes? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's, it's probably a real challenge, I think, for, for house builders and developers in, in what is kind of almost this intermediary step where we're you know, markets and policies are kind of forming and consumer attitudes are arguably changing. I think understanding what the consumer of today and the consumer of the future in terms of house, house buyers, house renters you know, are, are going to want from their homes is going to be really important. I think having the ability to understand uh, the, the, the solutions that might be most appropriate in different areas and having the ability to design flexible solutions that are able to respond to different needs in different places, but also to different customer segments, I think that's really important. I also think there's an opportunity for houseboats to think about differentiation. How, how can smart, net zero homes be part of a core proposition uh, to, 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 to different buyers, to, you know, to different landlords, to different, uh, you know, different customer segments? I think there's a, there's a real opportunity for, for some to create differentiation in the space. I, I don't think it's easy. I think it is a difficult space to be in. Um, but you know, my uh, sort of encouragement is for people to actively engage, to um, try and develop and test solutions. Don't be afraid to, to, to kind of explore solutions, to pilot new things. Um, I, I think uh, th there is also a real need to try and understand how the wider system is going to evolve around particularly large strategic developments. And I was talking with uh, Andrew from the GLA today and he was sort of setting out some of the challenges that they find finding in redevelopment of major urban centres in London and how the new development is going to fit in with their plans to decarbonise. So um, I think that engagement, that thinking about what the context of development is going to be, but also developing you know, innovative solutions that can be brought forward and, and not being afraid to, to have a little go, learn, and, and recognise that there's going to be a few ups and downs along the way. And Footprint Plus for the first time, and lots of people here. Uh, why, why did you think it was important to be here today? Well, I think it's just you know, it's, it's great, great location to be out here by the coast. You know, obviously the the focus of the event is is about you know, galvanising and bringing different people together from different different perspectives. Got such a great lineup of, of kind of speakers and events. Um, you know, and a really great opportunity to come together to explore some of the uh, the, the work that people are doing. I, I think for me personally, it's great to see so many fantastic projects, initiatives that are happening, and to, to connect with those organisations that, that we're working with and we're wanting to work with in the future as well so I think that's a, and, and it, it, it's been you know really represents the diversity of activity that's happening in the UK um, which is really exciting I think. And if people want to find out more about what you do and your business does, how can they do that? Uh, yes, yeah, so obviously people can get in touch with us at the Energy Systems Catapult. Um, we are uh, online, easy to find. I'd also highlight that um, the Catapult's got a number of kind of digital online platforms that it's supporting the likes of local authorities with. So we have a Net Zero Go platform. So if you just Google that, you'll be able to find that. Um, and our website's got a full list of the, of the projects and the contact details of, the, of myself and the team if people want to get in touch.
That's Richard Halsey bringing us to the end of this episode of the Constructive Voices podcast. We'll have more from Footprint Plus in our next few episodes. But if you can't wait, visit constructive-voices.com. Don't forget the dash and click on the player or ask Alexa to launch Constructive Voices to hear our digital radio stream. Remember to subscribe or follow to get the podcast episodes automatically on your favorite app. And until next time, thanks for listening. The conversation is building.